Hello and welcome back to the Scar Stay Beautiful Purpose. I am your host, Zeri Cox, author of The Scars I Come With and The Child Within, and the soon to release book, The Awakening Poet, my first ever poetry book. I'm truly, truly excited about that one. I hope everyone is staying safe, everyone is staying prayed up. I'm excited as always to be back uh, recording this podcast. I am in Chicago, Illinois. And um, I'll be back in New York soon on some other assignments and projects. But for now, I'm here. I'm recording live from there. Well, not live, but it's, you know, I am alive. So praise God. Thank God. Continuing on um, with my series, Understanding the Purpose and Power of Prayer. Last time I recorded, the last episode was on the pattern for prayer. And uh, I talked about our prayer is approaching God in order to ask him to accomplish his will in the earth here, right? Um, God has given us, Christ has given us a, um, a model to follow um, when in the Our Father And I'm going to say it again. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day by day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Luke 11, 2-4 Hallowed be your name. The word hallowed means reverence, set apart, or sanctified. This means we are to worship the Father as the Holy One. Later on, we can make our requests, but we begin with worship. When you pray, you are to make God's name holy by honoring all the attributes of His holiness, such as His love, faithfulness, integrity, and grace. You worship, you adore, you exalt, you magnify, you defy, you glorify. After you pray, you continue to honor him in your life and in all your interactions with others. How many times have you said, I don't understand how people can pray for long periods of time. I run out of words to say. I run out of things to pray for. That's because you haven't known how to pray. Prayer is not giving God a long list of requests. This is why this series that I'm doing, Understanding the Purpose and Power of Prayer, is so important. It was so important for me and I wanted to share it with you guys as well. There's so much involved in prayer that you can pray for hours. Um, I've done it. I still do it on occasion. However, If you don't know how to pray after 20 minutes, you are empty, you're tired and bored, and then you start repeating yourself. Christ says, begin by acknowledging that the Father is your all in all and worship him. We will never run out of things for for which to worship and praise God for. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This statement simply means that a true person of prayer is not interested in his own kingdom. His interest is in God's kingdom and what he wants to accomplish. 
We should always ask for the fulfillment of God's prayer list by before our own, right? What a reverse of how we usually do things. Father, what do you want done? What do you want to happen on earth? God is delighted when you're excited about the things he is excited about. He will bless you in the course of accomplishing his work on earth. You don't have to worry about having your needs met. If you start praying for God's will to be done on earth in other people's lives, God likes it when you bring other people's requests to him and ask him to meet their needs. Again, that's why you are to pray. Our Father, when you pray for other people, God will bless you because he will see that you have aligned your will with his will, that you are reaching out to others in love and compassion. He's going to answer your own requests because you are obeying him. He will say in effect, I like this person. He isn't selfish. She isn't selfish. I'm going to make sure their needs are met. James 5.16 emphasizes this truth. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The statement means that when you minister to someone else, God turns around and ministers to what you need. Isn't that just like him though? Isn't that just like our God? Give and it will be given to you. Luke 6, 38. Therefore, if you are having problems, find someone else who has problems and start helping him solve his or her problem. If you need someone to pray for, you start praying for someone else. If you need financial help, give to someone who has less than you do. Jesus, Jesus says to us, think about God's kingdom first. Give us day by day our daily bread. With this statement, Jesus is saying, while you are in God's presence and you are asking him to be faithful, to fulfill his will on earth, including this request, we are to pray, give us day by day our daily bread. The plural tense used in this statement is tied to the hour in our Father. If you tell God that you are coming to him with concerns of other people, then when you ask for bread, you have to ask for bread for everybody. We normally say, Lord, provide for me. We're not thinking of anyone else. Yet God tells us once more, ask for others as well as yourselves. Pray for others. In Jesus' name, the term daily bread was a cultural idiom that referred to everything necessary for the making of bread. Therefore, when you say, give us day by day our daily bread, you're not only praying for food, but also for the whole process that is necessary to make the food possible. For example, to make bread, you need sunshine, seed, nitrogen, oxygen, soil, nutrients, minerals, time, growth, development, harvesting, grinding, ingredients to make the bread, mixing, kneading, and baking. Implied in those steps are strength for the farmer to be able to sow and harvest the grain and strength for the one who uses his hands to mix and knead the bread. Jesus is talking about all that. In other words, you are praying for healthy bodies and a healthy environment in which food can grow. Give us day by day our daily bread. It's a loaded statement. It teaches us to pray. Thank you, Lord, for keeping the air in our country 
pollution free. Thank you for making us wise people who keep our beaches clean. Thank you for preventing the soil from oil contamination. Thank you for keeping all the nutrients in our soil rich with no chemicals to harm them. We need to be praying this way. We are not specific enough. We take too much for granted and don't ask God to protect and bless what we need for daily living, not only for our own sake, but also for the sake of others. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Jesus is now dealing with relationships. He says your prayer has to take into consideration those with whom you are in relationship with. When you come before God, check to see if anyone has anything against you or if you are holding anything against anyone. Don't come into God's presence and expect to have your prayers answered. If you're asking God to forgive you, but you're refusing to forgive others. The Gospel of Matthew includes this sovereign statement after Jesus' teaching on prayer. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Matthew 6, 14-15 And if God doesn't forgive you, He's not going to answer your prayer. We often overlook the importance of our relationships and how those relationships affect our prayers. The devil uses this tendency against us. We go to church and start singing a few worship songs. Soon, we forget that we're angry at others, so we don't determine to make things right. We let the songs cover up our anger, yet it remains within us. When we go home, we remember what made us angry and we hold on to that anger until it develops into bitterness. However, as far as Christ is concerned, having good relationships is one of the keys to answer prayers. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and, re and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Matthew 5, 23 to 24. We can't do business at a holy altar when we have a bitter heart. We are to forgive freely. Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Matthew 18, 21 to 22. When you pray and fast, God will reveal to you all the hurt, bitterness, and anger you are holding against people. There is going to be a conviction in your life because God will remind you of broken relationships you have forgotten about. Why? Because he can talk to you about them now. He can finally get through to you because you're listening. Perhaps you say, I have faith to believe that God will answer my prayer but you're holding on to unforgiveness. The Bible says the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love, Galatians 5, 6. So God will say to you, yes, but faith works when love is in order and you are not living in forgiveness. No matter how much faith you have, if your relationships aren't clear, they will shut down your faith so that it can't work.
You need faith to please God, Hebrews 11:6. But you also need love, for God is love, 1 John 4, 18 and 16. Forgiveness will free your prayers so that they can work. Therefore, find out if your relationships are right. Have you committed a wrong against anybody? Are you holding on to a grudge? Is there anyone in your family or your church at your job with whom you aren't in good relationship with? God is looking for clean hands and a pure heart. Psalms 24, 3-4 A broken and a contrite heart the Lord will not ignore or despise. Psalms 51, verse 17 If we regard iniquity in our hearts the Lord will not hear us Psalm 6, 6 18 however when we forgive others God will also forgive us and the way will be open for him to hear and answer our prayers do not lead us into temptation last Jesus says and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one this does not mean that God might steer us toward temptation against our wills. It means that we are to ask God for wisdom so we wouldn't put ourselves into situations that will cause us to compromise our relationship with him. In other words, we are to ask God for strength and wisdom to stop making bad decisions and to stop going into, going into bad situations that will tempt us to sin. Some of us set ourselves up for trouble. Then we ask God to deliver us. God is saying, when you come before me, pray for wisdom so you can make good decisions without compromising your life in any way. When Jesus asked Peter, James, and John to stay with him while he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane before his arrest and crucifixion, the disciples fell asleep. Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? Jesus asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Matthew 26, 40 to 41. Jesus knew that Peter was about to be tempted to deny him after claiming that he, that he would be willing to die with him. He told Peter to remain silent, remain alert and pray. Jesus was referring to watchfulness and prayer when he taught us to pray. Do not lead us into temptation. We need to be alert to the temptations and weaknesses that could harm our relationship with God and our testimony for him. Things that Satan will exploit to cause us to stumble. Then we need to pray that God will protect us from succumbing to them. The Bible says, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Ephesians 6.11 Some of the biblical manuscripts include this benediction at the end of Jesus' teaching on prayer in Matthew's gospel. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Matthew 6.13 After you have prayed, and worship the Father again. When you do so, you're saying to God, I know you're going to answer this prayer. Therefore, I'm going to thank you ahead of time. I'm going to give you all the glory that come 
comes from what happens. When the answer is manifested, I'm going to tell everybody that it is because of you. All the power and all the glory belong to God forever. Do you believe that the disciples truly learned Jesus' secret? The disciple, Jesus' disciples observe his lifestyle of prayer and they ask him to teach them to pray. Do you have any evidence that they learned his secret? Do we know if they did? In Acts 1.14, we read that after Jesus was resurrected and have ascended to heaven, the disciples and the other followers of Jesus all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. They were waiting for the power from on high, Luke 24-49, that Jesus had promised them and they were watching and praying just as he had taught them. On the day of Pentecost, God filled the disciples with his Holy Spirit. At the outpouring of the Spirit, 3,000 were converted and everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. Acts 2.42 The disciples' prayers resulted in their receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and their working wonders and signs to God's glory, just as Jesus had done. We're going to see later on that the disciples continue to follow the lifestyle of prayer that Jesus had demonstrated for them. They declared, we will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. In Acts 6, 3-4, the entire book of Acts describes how they continued the ministry of Jesus through prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit. They learned the secret of Jesus' effectiveness in ministry. Now that you have learned the same secret, what will you do without it? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, like Jesus' disciples, we too need to pray. We need to learn to pray. Thank you for giving us this model prayer so we can know how to pray as Jesus did and be effective in ministry as he was. Your word says the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. 1 Thessalonians 5.24, you have called us to a lifestyle of prayer and we ask you to fulfill that calling in us. Give us a heart to seek an intimate relationship with you every day and to follow your thoughts and ways rather than, your, rather than our thoughts and ways or others' opinions. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our great intercessor. Amen. In putting prayer into practice, I want you to ask yourself, do I seek an intimate relationship with the Father on a daily basis? Are my prayers heartfelt expressions of communion with God or more like a shopping list or rote repetition? Am I being effective in my life and ministry so that God's will and kingdom are being done on earth? And over the next few weeks, I want you to increase the time you spend with God in prayer each day in order to build on that personal relationship, on that relationship of intimacy with Him. Use Jesus' model prayer as a guideline for your prayers and take each step and personalize it so that it is a heartfelt expression of your growing relationship with God. And here's the challenge. Set a goal to spend an hour a day in prayer. 
Prayer is more important than all the other activities of the day. Through prayer, God gives guidance. He gives wisdom and discernment for fulfilling his will and, and purposes. Through his intimacy with the Father, Jesus knew the thoughts and hearts of God and manifested it in his ministry, what God was doing in the world. God wants the same communion with us that he had with Jesus so that we will naturally manifest his works. Prayer does not come automatically. It must be learned. Prayer is asking God to accomplish his will in the earth. Christ taught his disciples how to fulfill this purpose by giving them a prayer to use as a pattern or model. The elements of Jesus' model prayer are the following. Our Father, we bring to God the concerns of others as well as, well as ourselves, acknowledging God as our source. In heaven, we admit we need help from outside our earthly realm. That we need God's help. We depend on Jesus and the Spirit as our intermediaries with God. Hallowed be your name. We worship the Father as the Holy One, glorifying all his attributes. We honor him in our lives and dealings with others. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We express interest in God's kingdom and what he wants accomplished before our own interests. Give us day by day our daily prayer. We are daily bread. We ask God to supply the daily needs of others as well as our own and to provide for the process that makes that sustenance possible. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. We forgive others so that God will also forgive us and will hear and answer our prayers. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We are alert to temptations and weaknesses that Satan will exploit to harm our relationship with God. We pray that God will protect us from succumbing to them. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We worship the Father again, giving him all the glory in advance for answered prayers. That brings us me to the end of this episode of the Scars to a Beautiful Purpose. On my next episode, I will be talking about the 12 action steps to prayer. How do we become silent? Um, how we give adoration to God? And how do we make confession? And so much more. I thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, you can uh, subscribe to this uh, this podcast. You can share with your friends and family. I hope that I was able to feed you with some food um, as we continue on the the un- understanding the purpose and power of prayer. Um, I will continue to work on this series until I share everything I possibly can to help you on your walk with building on that personal relationship with God. Until next time, don't forget to check me out. I am at I am Derry Cox on Instagram. Um, you can find my book, The Scars I Come With and The Child Within, wherever books are sold. 
You can also leave comments and questions on these episodes here on Spotify. And I do believe you can do it on Apple. I'm not quite sure, but I know on Spotify, you can also ask any question that you may have. You can go ahead and feel free to do that. Uh, Thank you so very much for listening again to the Scars Stay Beautiful Purpose. Until next time, I am your host, Derry Cox. Stay safe. Stay prayed up. And do, do, um, I don't know, enjoy your friends and families. Okay, until next time. Thank you, guys.